of Chinatown. I don't have any stuff. Yo, keep away from this chick. Stay on this shit. We have $40. Well, why didn't you say so? For $40. Well, we don't know if we want to spend all $40. You want good stuff, you want shit. We want good stuff. You know where this stuff comes from? It comes from Maryland. You know what that means? No. That means it's good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, welcome back. Episode 2 of the 301 Colored Commentators. I'm Cy. I'm Anthony. How y'all hanging? Yeah, how y'all hanging? Yeah. Um, hope y'all... Hope y'all are staying warm right now. It's cold where we're at. Yeah, man. And I thank... Rigid! And I thank God for that personally because the weather is acting like how it's supposed to this time of the year. Are you not a fan of uh, that global warming? No, 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 no. Climate was, change? No, 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 sir. I was born during... I was born in a blizzard. Yeah, I'm also a, an ice baby too, but I'm from Africa, so this doesn't doesn't exist. Yeah, he takes that. He, yeah, he takes that heat. <laughs> yeah, dog, that fire. <laughs> that dog, that fire, man. But yeah, welcome back. We're back with episode two. Um, we're here to address some, you know, pretty cool topics. Um, but we, you know, like to start with something more current in our lives right now. Um, with what we're listening to, what. Anything interesting happening in our lives, so you want to take that off? Anything you're listening to right now? Yeah, I recently bought a few Genesis albums. You know, the Phil Collins band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah, bought yeah. some pre-Invisible Touch, but post-Peter Gabriel Genesis albums. Pretty okay. much the ones I don't have. Got you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's dope. Um, I, actually have a, I actually have a Phil Collins uh, Greatest Hits album. So do I. I have that one. The yeah, one, yeah, that one. The yeah. one that was just entitled Hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what am I listening to? Per se, uh, wow. Um, I'm not sure. I revisited that Wiz Khalifa album, which is at the beginning I didn't like too much, but now oh, I yeah. do. So it's it's pretty good actually. Uh, I stand corrected. So mm-hmm. I've been listening to that. Um, Nas dropped the album too, which is bad. Magic, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that one. The, and Christmas Day, yeah. yeah, that was that's pretty good. So I was listening to that, and I'm trying to think what else is in the rotation. Um, but yeah, that's about it for real, for real. Um, otherwise, anything else, uh, intriguing to you? Yeah, here's something else intriguing for me. This Omicron virus thing. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> First we had a Delta variant, and now we got yeah. Omicron. And there's like a new one, too. Yeah, Delta, Omicron. They combined De- them Delta, both. Was it Deltacron or something like that? They, they, they gave it a name. And there's like also some new, they've discovered like two new variants, too. I don't know what they're called. I forgot. Um, but I don't know if they're in the, in the United States just yet. But, but what? But who's who names these viruses anyway? Somebody who's a fan of Transformers. I know, right? Omicron. Shout, shout out to Transformers. That's my. That's my. Deltamus Prime. What's next? Of, that's one of my things, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right next? though. They all sound like Decepticons. Yeah. What's the next strain gonna be called? <laughs> what's the gonna be called? Calvin Johnson. <laughs> right, 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 right. Megatron must yeah. be stopped. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The first thing we're gonna talk about is the Godfather Part One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the original Godfather. This was released back in 1972, March of 1972. Mm. It was based on Mario Puzo's novel of the same name from 1969. And Mario Puzo, he actually wrote the screenplay for The Godfather from along with the director, Francis Ford Coppola. The legend himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, um... Paramount Pictures, which distributed The Godfather, right, mm-hmm. they were in an unsuccessful period due to the failure of another prior mafia film, The Brotherhood, right? That was directed by Martin Kitt. Okay. So Did you be- ever see it? No, I never saw it. I gotta probably check that out. Yeah, keep going. Let's yeah, go. for context, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Paramount, the heads of the Paramount Paramount Pictures, they were insisting that their next mafia film be directed by an Italian, one who understands the ins and outs of Italian culture and the mafia. Hence why they brought in Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, gee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, The Godfather was a critical and commercial success. It grossed over nearly $300 million against a $6 million budget. And it launched the careers of Francis Ford Coppola, along with Al Pacino, Robert Duvall, James Caan. And it revitalized the the career of Marlon Brando. He got an Oscar for this film, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. But why do you like it? You were a big fan of this film before I was, Anthony. Yeah. Tell me, why do you like it so much? And talk about its impact, replay value. Um, like... People that know me know it's no secret. I'm a big fan of like, I've always been a big fan of like organized crime, like just the concept of it. Not that yeah, I'm into it, but just like I've been into stuff like that, like organized crime, the mafia, cartel, drug cartels, mm-hmm. nar- narcotic, the war nar- narcotics and stuff. Even though they're not generally <clears throat> um, the same thing, um, those kind of things kind of interest me. But just to go back to The Godfather, I thought. It, to me, it's like a masterpiece of screenplay, um, acting, directing, and just storytelling as is. Like the way, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna go in general, Godfather 1 and 2, the way they were able to kind of integrate past and present scenes to kind of tie in what the story was about. Just little, little things like that. Um, I just grew to appreciate it. And as I got older, like, I even became more appreciative of, like, the acting in it. There were just really good actors in that yeah. movie. Um, and it's to me, it's one of the greatest movies ever. It's my, one of my favorites. Uh, I've watched it so many times. Um, and it, it's one of those movies that put me on Pacino as well and, and De Niro. Well, De Niro's in the second one. But, True. but um, yeah, you know, I, I've loved it. You know he screen tested for the first film though, De Niro. Oh, he did. Yeah. And he didn't. He didn't get it. No. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. I didn't know that. So yeah, but that's why I like it. Um, basically, because like, just it it, com- it combines everything that is movie, like Hollywood, like great acting, great directing, great cinematography, great screenplay, direct everything. It's just all well done, and it's long. A really long movie, but you don't. When a movie is really good, you don't feel its length. Right. So it's one of those movies. It's nearly three hours long. Yeah, yeah. and you don't really feel it because it's such a good movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about you? Personally, I like the film because the acting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of actors, and I like to watch them get into a character, immerse themselves in a role, and every actor in here. Yeah. Early. This is early in their careers. The guys like Brando. I mean, uh, Pacino, Khan, yeah. Duvall. Yeah. And seeing them as young men and how they just how they just act like it's like it's second nature for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And also because of the whole the hierarchical structure of a mafia family too, and how they try to balance that with um with family life as well too. Yeah. I love that part too. Like yeah, being someone that's also you know it humanizes they, them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But like someone that it's come like someone like me that comes from a big family and being very family oriented. Mm-hmm. You can kind of relate to the cultural family aspect of, you know, like you said, the mafia style. Like, as much as they're, you know, criminals, you, like you said, it humanizes them. And you see 
like how everything is for the benefit of your families and it's right. like family first, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I kind of come from that background without, you know, the crime part. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And sorry to cut you off, but yeah, keep going. And um, yeah, I was talking about the family, the humanizing yeah. of the of the criminal element by adding the element of family in there. Yeah. And how that and how this film was really a launching point for a bunch of other mafia stories, like The Sopranos. They definitely got something from The Godfather. Oh yeah, hundred. Uh, Goodfellas, that one too. Um, yeah, that's another one that's kind of picked elements from from The Godfather and kind of made it their own. In a sense, yeah. Like, yeah, King of New York, kind of, yeah. and State State of Grace, yeah, all of them owe something to the Godfather. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, to even dive. And also, yeah. what's it called? It, it, this is one of those movies, like what Anthony said. It, despite its length, you still you still are you don't care about the length when you once you get into it. Yeah, you're so engaged. Yeah, and yeah. if I encounter it on TV, it doesn't matter what part it's on; it, it maintains my full attention. Exactly, you can yeah. catch it from any. That's that's that proves how good the movie is. Like you yeah. just just like you said, like half the time it's on TV, mm-hmm. I never catch it from the beginning. I right. catch I can catch it from any point in time in the movie, and I'll just watch it through because yeah. it's, it's so good. The only other film that has an effect on me is a Martin Scorsese film, Casino. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, that is a good one. Like, yeah. don't matter what yeah. part it's on, if I if I see it on cable, yeah, fuck, you got my we got my yeah, attention yeah. to the end. I I, I kind of do that a little with Scarface too. I can I mm-hmm. can Scarface I can also catch anywhere and just continue watching. There are a few movies like that. There's several movies like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but um, what is what are some of your favorite scenes? Like two of your favorite scenes out of the film. Um, favorite scenes. I want to say one of them was. When Michael pretty much saves his dad's life in the ho- in the hospital. Oh yeah. That part was when you actually see Michael turn to a true Corleone, like because you know he was always you always wanted to. Do, he was a, he was he loved his family and loved what his family was, but he wasn't into you know the the Cosimo yeah, side of it, but then. Seeing what had happened to his father, right. he's like it was it was like a turning point in his life. He was like, I'm here, and I'm not going again. I'm never leaving again. And that was when he kind of started, you know, working his way to Don level. Um, so that was one of my favorites. You have one. I'll think of another one as you. Yeah, I'm thinking of one. Um, the scene in what's it called? The scene where Michael is talking with his father. At this point, Vito, he's he's an advisor to Michael, and Michael is acting Don. Oh, when they were outside? Yeah, in the garden. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they're talking about the hit that they're going to do on the five families yeah. and the traitor in the family. Yeah. And Vito, he's older now. He's, he's senile a little yeah, bit. He, yeah. he keeps repeating himself. Yeah. And then Michael, he gets he just tra- has, has him let that, like, Pop, what's trouble with you? Yeah, what's, what's the matter? Yeah. Tell him, I, I didn't want this for you. Yeah. He says, I knew Sonny and Fredo, well... Fredo, he knew his two his first two born were going to be part of this business. Yeah. But Michael, his favorite, he wanted him out of this. Yeah, wanted and, him legit. But at the same time, he recognized that you're the only one that actually run the family once I'm yeah. gone. Yeah, it, it was. That's a very good scene, actually, because yeah? you actually, I like, as an adult now and just understanding fam. I don't have a family of my own yet. Me but, neither. But like understanding family dynamic and you know, you as a parent, you always want the best for your child. And you want them to kind of live a life that is, you know, positive and right. going in the right trajectory. 
and you could tell that Vito was hurt that his son, you know, Michael was going, he was about to be the Don pretty much. He is the Don, acting mm -hmm. Don at the time. And that's not necessarily what he wanted, but he has to accept it. And it, it's, a, it's a bittersweet, and you can tell, you can get that from that scene. But he, he was more upset when he first learned what happened. Yeah, after Michael, he shot him. After he, he shot, his, shot yeah, McCluskey yeah, and yeah, Salasa. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, was Michael like, that did like, like, get out of there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can cry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, and that's, that, that's part of the, like you said, the beauty of this movie. Like, you see the human element. Oh, yeah. Um, like, that men go through. Mm -hmm. um, I think like, most of them in the movie are men. So you can relate to a lot of the emotion and, like, you know, the thinking elements of, and the temperaments of the different characters. Right, yeah, you get a um, real insight into Sicilian culture. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of machismo in there. Yes, yes. And the need to, like, need to be physical and prove themselves. Right. And to dominate women. Yeah, that too. You, mm -hmm. you do get that. And then um, you also um, get that element of um, what you call it, um, deep culture. There's a lot of culture involved and uh, loyalty is very is a big thing. Right. Loyalty is a very big thing in, in, in that whole lifestyle. But um, it's funny that you also say that um, what a, I guess let me think of another scene that I liked a lot. Uh, <laughs> there's some funny scenes. Uh, <laughs> like some characters are uh, really funny to me like uh, James Conn, uh, Sonny. Sonny. Uh, how he has the side chick <laughs> he has a side chick that he's just banging and it's it's just normal it's cool yeah. to them it's like and then like how he always he has, he's a hothead and how he's like every time his sister because his sister is an abusive is an abusive marriage and um he's con con consistently or constantly seeing his sister with bruises from the husband mm -hmm. and he's he kicks his he kicks his brother-in-law's ass. Yeah, beats the hell out of him yeah, in broad daylight. Yeah, and ends up leading to his demise. Yeah, his temper. His yeah, his temper. And that's why, um, like even Vito said, like he can't be, a, he wouldn't have been a good Don. Yeah, he he's said, so emotionally driven. I thought Santino would have been a bad Don. May he rest in peace. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Mm -hmm. So, but, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Um, Fredo also wasn't built for that kind of. He was, he was, nah. he was a walkover. Yeah, he had that pneumonia when he was a child too. Yeah, so that yeah. probably contributed to why he was weak. Could be. Yeah, yeah, could be. And even like Tom could have been if he if he was a Don's blood son, maybe. And that's another thing. That's another like dynamic that was so really interesting. Like you could tell like Tom, they loved Tom and Tom loved them. Yeah. But there were there were elements where you see, like. Yeah, Tom, we love you, but you're not one of us. Right, yeah. And that really hurts Tom. Con con it does. Continuously, like it and, happens. And even Sonny knows it, too. And yeah. he was why he's quick to apologize. He's right. like, if, if I had a Sicilian conciliator, this never would have happened. Right, he's like, wait, what's that supposed to mean? Like, And then even later on, when um, Michael's trying to send him to Vegas, he's like, what's going on? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I could be here with y'all. I can help out. Like, like, nah, you're not really one of us. Yeah, you're not a wartime conciliator. Yeah, so he's like, but he... He is like all in. Like Tom, yeah, Thomas, Thomas is all like he loves them. Like yeah, they, like they're his blood. I, they do too. But there's an element that's like yeah, we still, love you, but you're still, you're still not, not Sicilian. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, yeah, you're immersed in the culture. You speak the language. You even got yourself a Sicilian wife, but you're still not one of us. Right. Um, and I I can relate to that in 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 some extent. To some extent with like my extended family sometimes when 
elemental issues are going on and like they share with me and you know sometimes you know, they ask for my opinion I give it to them yeah. and then certain times you know they put they're like yo you're still not necessarily in this family so there's mm-hmm. certain things that you can't really I'm like, I get it but so I understand yeah. I understand the dynamic and I also understand where Tom's coming from in that in that in that you know breath in the second film it got even worse though for him and he was the most loyal person in the yes, Corleone family probably the most critical too because he yeah. was so intelligent yeah he could see it's like yes. why don't you keep him as conciliary I mean because yeah. he can actually see all the holes in your thinking exactly exactly and then he's not afraid to call you out for it neither exactly exactly so yeah he's very critical he's a very critical element of uh, of that of that family mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel like they take him for granted yeah. even though they love him um, so that Mike, was, Michael especially. Yeah, yeah. I think Michael's also a very interesting character. Um, like comparing him to Vito, like so. Then Godfather one, Vito was obviously in in that OG phase. He's like you said, he's old. Yeah. He's like he's at that age where you're wise, so you kind of you're a lot less ruthless and a lot more bigger picture, mm-hmm. right? So like for example, when they uh, when they murdered. Um, Sonny. Yeah. He didn't... Take revenge. Yeah, he didn't take revenge on anybody. Like, he he had... He was able to actually sit down at the table with the five families Mm -hmm. and able to negotiate some kind of truce. Um, at the same, forth. at the same time, watch each of them and figure out which one of them was behind it. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. he, he he still knew, but he didn't take any action. Whereas, with Michael, Michael's like a hybrid. Like, I almost see him as a hybrid of Vito... And Sonny, in the sense that he's always calm and collected, but he's also, he also has a temper. But when he, he has, strikes, yeah, when he strikes, he's ruthless. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of like in between. And, uh, and there's a deleted scene in here where mm-hmm. Michael first gets back from Sicily, and he's talking with his father in the garden about what happened to him in Sicily with the bombing of his of his wife's Wife? car, yeah. Sonny's death. He talks about his father sit down with the five families, and Vito's like. I gave my word I wouldn't take take action. But, but won't they take that as a sign of weakness, Pop? Yeah, because it is a sign of weakness. Yeah. And he tells him, you gave your word that you wouldn't you wouldn't take revenge on Sonny. I, I never gave mine. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. ain't got to have nothing to do with it. I take responsibility. Yeah. And that puts a smile on Vito's face like, come, we can talk about it more now. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like... So, they were planning that the hit on the five families before Vito even died. Right, right. That's true. That's the, it was the lead. It's not in the, the original, but that 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 is a good scene. Um, but I got there's like each character has their own distinct traits, and I think, like I said, Vito was more, you know, the wisdom. He's at, he that's at the age where it's like I'm all about the bigger picture. Let's minimize violence. He didn't even want the whole main issue in the first one was about you know the drug Salazzo, Salazzo, yeah, introducing narcotics yeah. to New York, and he's like, nah, it's gonna. He, he gave a rational reason why he don't want to get involved in yeah, that. Yeah, he's going to end up infiltrating the streets and our kids and all that. Mm-hmm. And they were just thinking money. Right. He's like, nah, man, it's not always about money. He's at that, like I said, he's at that age where that wisdom is, has that foresight of the bigger picture. Right, yes. Yeah, so, um, and that is basically what unfolds everything that is the first part with Salazzo. And he's in cahoots with uh, Barzini. Barzini, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to... Yeah, what's it called? My favorite character in the film, honestly, is one of the secondary characters. 
Or Clemenza. He's my favorite. Oh, okay. He, he yeah, was yeah. he was only well in flashback. He was in the second film, but here in the first film, he's played by Richard S. Castellano. The chubby guy, right? Yeah, the yeah, fat one, yeah. fat Clemenza. Yeah, yeah. He he he's loyal. Very loyal. He was loyal to loyal to Vito, and even though he had his doubts about Michael, Michael. he still didn't turn against him. He trusted yeah. him. Yeah. And at the end of the film. Not only is he still a capital regime, but he gets control of all the Corleone territory in New York City while yeah. the rest of them move to Lake Tahoe. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, that has to, you can say the same for What's-His-Face, who was also, he was loyal to Vito, but then, because he had doubts of Michael. Tessio. He, Tessio, he turned against him. But he didn't, he knew the rules of the game, though, so when all the button he, men came up against yeah, him, he's, he's like, like, can you get me out of this one, Tom? He's like, nah, nah, this time, dog. It's all right, you're done. But he goes in the car, didn't cry like a bitch, it's got nah, the car. Yeah, he knew, he knew it was yeah. my time, come mm-hmm. whack me, you know, mm-hmm. that, 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 that thing. He just tried to say, Tom, can you get me off the hook for all time's sake? Right. Can't do it, Sally. Take him. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, another legendary scene that I, I, how could I miss this, was near the end when it was Anthony's baptism. Oh. And how it like simultaneously he just murders, like. The baptism murders? Yeah, when he murders, like during the baptism, simultaneously, he, <laughs> he's, he's hired hitmen to like wipe out the heads of the five families. Got his capitals, yeah, all in place, like chess. Yeah, chest. exactly. And he even kills um dude from Vegas. What's his name? Uh, Mo Green. Mo Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shot him in the he eye. Shot him in the eye, like. And he's just calm. Saying his baptism, he's reciting his baptismal rites. It's, it's kind of like an oxymoron. Like here you are pledging to God, and at the same time you're like <laughs> cleaning house, murdering everybody. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah, juxtaposition yeah. of it. There's a certain black humor in it too. And then, yeah, kinda, kinda, yeah, kinda. And and the other part about it that just really just like it's plausible deniability from Michael. It's like I didn't have nothing to do with that. I was in I was in the church. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. That wasn't me. Exactly, exactly. It's funny, um, because yeah. like later on, when he gets to Vito's age in the third one, he he's a lot remorse, a lot more remorseful for some of the shit he did, especially with the stuff he did with um, Fredo. In the second film, yeah, yeah I mean yeah, that yeah. probably pushed his diabetes and the overdrive, and why he looks older than his actual age. Right, right, exactly. And all the guilt he feels from having Fredo exactly, killed. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, you, that, you saw how he was like, even when he went to Vegas, he was not, he does not play about his family. Yeah. He looked at Mo Green like, you slapped my brother around? It's like, he's like, Mike, you do not come to Vegas and talk to a guy like Mo Green like that. He's like, Fredo, you're my brother and I love you. But never take the side, <laughs> never take sides against the family again, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Said it so calmly too. Yeah, and he, he meant that he shit. Meant, yeah, he did, he did. The second film, you saw how he was, he was not in the mood to forgive anybody, yep. even family. Nope. Nope. Um, maybe and another time we will do the second part. But for now, we yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of delve on the on the first one. Right. Um, anyone else uh, in there that you thought was a cool character or any scenes? I thought this guy was funny. Uh, Luca Brasi. <laughs> <laughs> but your first child, be a masculine child. Don't call me wrong. Oh, Even Don Corleone was kind of shook by him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luca yeah, Brasi yeah. wants to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this really necessary? Right. He didn't think he was going to get invited to the wedding. He wants to say thank you. All right, come on in. Bring yeah, in. man. That's funny as hell. Um, yeah, like there were a couple of cool scenes. Like, even the dude that... um, Oh. The dude that he was... He was try, he tried to give an offer that he, didn't, he couldn't refuse. The, that Hollywood guy. Oh, yeah, the uh, like, Waltz. Yeah, Waltz. Yeah, exactly. He tries to... He's like... He's trying to be reasonable with him, but what does he do? Right. He insults them. Right. Next thing you know, 
He finds, up, wakes up with his horse head beside right, you. Right, that rich, expensive ass horse. Yeah, team, apparently. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty funny scene. Yeah, the, um, the black humor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and the whole and the other thing I found, the other thing I found I liked during the movie was uh, the Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes, the Sicilian. Oh, message. the message that yeah. was dope. That was dope. <laughs> that was dope because I saw that they 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 reinterpreted that in Entourage. Oh, they they did. I yeah. don't remember which which uh, season. I think in season four, uh, Johnny and Turtle they go to some director's house. Yeah. They break up his car, and then t- Johnny leaves a fish right on there. Turtle's <laughs> like, "What are you, the Godfather?" <laughs> no, but I'm sending a message. That is, Aquaman is back. Dog, that's my show, dog. <laughs> Shout out to Johnny, dog. Johnny drama. Shout legend. out to Johnny, dog. He's a legend. Viking quest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Damn, man. that's a funny guy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think who else in that movie that was I a big fan of. Um, Sonny was cool. Um, thinking, My, obviously Michael was a, one of the main guys that I. I definitely was a fan of Michael's first wife. Oh, Apollonia. Yeah, she, she was, was she finer was than yeah, way finer than Kay. Yeah, way finer than Kay. And when he first saw Apollonia, his eyes just yeah, like, he was like, holy oh my Christ. gosh, yeah, I'm gonna marry you right now. And she was also, she was like, yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, she like that. That was a dope scene, like when they first met. It was like inevitable. And pl- and plus, their, their their marriage is like he had more fun with her than he did yeah. With you Kay. could tell. Yeah, you could tell it was, they were more compatible. Yeah, and plus that was him being in Sicily and meeting her. That's when he really started getting in touch with the Sicilian exactly. heritage. Because before that, he tried to be like a white bred American. Exactly. Have exactly. parted hair. Parted his... Come to his sister's wedding in a military Since, uniform yeah. as an act of defiance. Right. 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 But right. now it's like okay, he's he's um, embracing the Sicilian heritage. When exactly. he comes back, slick back hair. Right. Just mob style. Well dressed. Yeah. yeah. I think also the, the the movie illustrates some real real um, aspects of you know what the what the crime crime life was like when it came to politics. How they have like you know they bribe politicians to get them yeah, in their pockets. Yeah, policy like senators and yeah. things of that nature, and mm-hmm. even the police. Cops, yeah. yeah, judges, they're all in their pocket, and that's real. Mm-hmm. That is real, even now, yeah. Even now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I thought that was a... Yeah, they, they wouldn't be realistic if they didn't have it in there. Right. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so what do we got? Next, we move on to the WWF Attitude Era. Sweet! Yeah. Okay. okay. People say, there's, diff- there's varying points about when this era began. Some say it began... As an after effect of the Montreal screw job, which we talked about in the last episode, yeah, from November of '97. Right. Others say it began at that year's WrestleMania with the Bret Hart Stone Cold Steve Austin match, where Stone Cold Steve Austin was in the sharpshooter, bleeding from his head, and would not tap out at all. I believe that when that's where it kind of started for mm-hmm. me. For me, that's when it kind of I started to get element because that was the first time. Because you know, I. In my opinion, yeah. the Attitude Era was born by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I think at that WrestleMania was the first time that fans actually had empathy for Stone Cold. Yeah, and me too, from, me too. From there, like, people started actually liking him. It was starting, it was a beginning, it was like it commenced, you know, his, his charisma mm-hmm. in that yeah. sense. Um, and people started rooting for him more during that match than Bret Hart. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, I think that's where it kind of was born. Yeah. But I think it took off after... The Montreal screw job. You could opinion. say that. I, I think so. Yeah. You could say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, in the Attitude Era, it was a much needed response to the WCW's World Championship Wrestling, their yeah. reign over the quote unquote Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Because starting from '96, with the advent of the New World Order, the NWO, yeah. sweet for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was basically. Yeah, WWF was in the shitter at that point, pretty much. Yeah, they were struggling. Yeah, the WC- I remember we used to talk about this in school all the time and laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, they're losing their touch. They are, yeah, and they're, and they're doing it, and the WCW is winning by taking all their old wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the Attitude Era was a much-needed reinvention period for the WWF between 1997 to 2002. And, yeah, it came to an end in 2002 when the World Wrestling Federation, they had to change their name because the world, yeah, because the World Wildlife Fund, they finally yeah, they and successfully them. sued them for the rights to use the WWF initials. Yeah. Which forced them to change their name to World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, and the Ruthless Aggression Era was born. Right. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, like the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. when I, whenever, whenever I used to see the World Wildlife Fund, mm-hmm. I'd be like, who are these wannabes trying to yeah. be like the... Yeah. But they had been there before. <laughs> Ironically, they had been there before. I didn't. I, I, I didn't know that. Either. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, man, they need to. You know, why are they trying to be like the the real WWF is wrestling? That's what right. I used to. That's how I used to see it. Me too. Me too. In elementary school, I would see yeah. kids in my class with the with the WWF uh, World Wildlife Fund uh, yeah. sticker on their binders. It's like, what? That's with not, the panda? I'm like, what? Yeah. What is that? What the hell is this, man? And like the World Wrestling Federation is only WWF I know. Right. Exactly. I still call it that. Too. Yeah, me I, too. I, I refuse to call it yeah, WWE. Yeah, I call it WWF, though. That's that's. that's it's cool. like around our way. I refuse to call Rosemary. I refuse to call Rosemary Hills the Barrington. I can't. Hundred. Hundred. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Yeah, the aspects of the Attitude Era were sexual, sexual, adult-oriented, political mm-hmm. correctness, political incorrectness. Incorrectness, right? absolutely. Yeah, Vince Russo, he was the head writer at the time, mm-hmm. and the content became more edgy, profanity was on the regular, and there were controversial storylines, increased violence, and all that overshadowed the actual wrestling performances, although some of them were still, were still was, on point. I was just about to even say that. Like, mm-hmm. for me, like transition what it meant for me like before like in the glory the glory days and then even what was the, the era right after the classic glory days like the early 90s to like the new generation the, the new Bret generation era. like back then we were concerned about who was the champion who's winning the good guys are they still on top yeah whereas when they switched to the attitude era i wasn't even concerned about who the champion was or who we ever, who ever won yeah. i was more I watched it for the promos, I watched it for the women, and I watched it for, like, the reaction for, like, when, like, Stone Cold would stun everybody. Like, like, shit like that was what I I enjoyed more. I actually enjoyed people getting humiliated. (laughs) (laughs) There's just the straight, like... Arrogance in the promos. Yeah, yeah like, the promos were fun to and, watch. And, the Rock, yeah, Uncle Steve Austin. Man, I live for that stuff. That stuff was hilarious. The Rock, The Rock. The what made me take notice of The Rock? I'll tell you was what's it called? King of the Ring '98. The one where uh, the, the Hell in a Cell match between Taker and Mankind. Yeah. The Rock. The inter- interview he gave with Michael Cole after he won. After he won his uh, his match to meet Ken Shamrock in the finals. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way the way he was talking <laughs> in the third person, arrogant. <laughs> Essentially, The Rock says, "No, your damn role." Has he, at this point, he started wearing them Versace silk shirts already. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was, he was the Rock at this point, head of the nation. Hilarious. What you need to do is finally shut your mouth and know your role. Dog, those him and Steve Austin 
are the goats of that era. They were great on the mic. Oh my gosh! Like I, I, like I used to get so hyped when they came out just because I know they were about to say some shit that would crack me. Back. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, a lot of his uh, his his hand gestures, the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he was on middle fingers, like they're projectiles, <laughs> and then the rock is pointed. <laughs> hey, dog, <laughs> man, so had me rolling, man. This guy was pure entertainment. There they were, they were, yeah, man. man, and I go Salino. The women, you know, how they had, you know, objectifying the women. Yeah, At our were. ages, we were just, we were like in puberty at this we're point. in puberty, yeah. So we're I mean, like, damn, titties, damn, ass, skin. Yeah, like, and, on like, paper, yeah. and on pay-per-view, we got to see plenty of that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I remember I remember in 99, what's it called? The uh, I think it was WWF Armageddon, Yeah. right? I remember one of our friends was over my house, right? And yeah. we were watching Miss Kitty, right? Mm-hmm. Miss Kitty, she, she, the stipulation of her match was that she had to strip naked. And what's it called? She didn't go all the way, but she did take her top off. Yeah, and we were like, holy Christ, it. they can do that now? Duh. You know what's funny? Like, when, <laughs> when I watch that stuff now, I'm like, like they all look like the plastic. The silicone is just... Un- yeah. It's and, just, I'm not a fan of that stuff. Me so neither. Like, at the time, you know, you're in puberty. You're, you're you don't care. You're having some titties, yeah. yeah. But, like, now you're just kind of like, ugh. The knowledge, just the knowledge, and I know that those are fake just is a turn Yeah, it's just like they just look like, like rubber. Like, like, like Lita. Lita, <laughs> I was so disappointed when I learned hers were fake. No, you just light a match and look like it'll melt. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's that's how it, that's it just, plastic, not, plastic surgery was nasty. Like, I look back, I'm like, ugh. It is gross. It is but, gross. Especially if it, if it looks like. Like it's sagging. Ugh. Right, 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 right. Like, like, I just know. I mean, can't, can't you? We used to see like we like Sable. Wow. Yeah, Sable was fake as hell. Like the only one I think Sunny was the only one that looked. Even I think she's hers was fake, but even her. I think she. Trish... Her her portions were realistic. They weren't like overly. You think Trish Stratus? You think she had fake too? They were, they were all fake. Trish, even the black girl was fake. I Jackie, Jackie, they were all they were all implants. All China, implants. China was definitely fake. Yeah, because she used to be flat, and then yeah. all of a sudden, she, yeah, yeah. yeah but they all, all of them were all silicone enhanced. Mm-hmm. All of them, all of them. Yeah, stables were a big thing during the Attitude Era. Yeah. Uh, Degeneration X, the Nation of Domination, the yeah. Corporation, Ministry of Darkness, the Brood, the Brood, yeah, yeah. The DX is another big one. They were dope too. They were dope. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of yeah, DX. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, I, I don't have any more of their shirts no more. I outgrew them, but it's like, yeah, yeah I was a fan of them. Yeah, same here. It was fun. Um, WCW wrestlers, they were defecting before the promotion was even purchased by McMahon in 2001. Most notably, guys like Chris Jericho. He had the best intro, the best debut in the WWF. Yeah, I thought. yeah, yeah. It was definitely fun. I remember we we actually. Were, I think we watched it recently. We 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 watched it on YouTube. Like either you sent it to me. Yeah. On, on the Y two J. Yeah. The Y two J countdown yeah. when it finally came to zero during a rock promo. Yeah. 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 That was that was a hell of a debut. Yeah. And the other guys, the Radicals, Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, and R.I.P. Oh, to, yeah. And R.I.P. to Eddie Guerrero and Chris yeah. Chris, ben, Chris Benoit. All them Bamos was such good technical. I I always thought Dean Malenko was an underrated wrestler. He was, he was. A very very good wrestler. He was underrated. Perry Saturn, I like him too. The very Death Valley technical. Driver. Yeah, very very good technical wrestler. And yeah. say what you want to about Benoit, yeah, but he in the ring. Speaking in that context, he was a good technical yeah, wrestler yeah. too. He was like he reminded me of Dynamite. Very similar. Oh yeah, he yeah, could yeah. he could take punishment too. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very similar. Yeah. Not as explosive, but def- the style was similar. Mm-hmm. Like, he had that flying headbutt. Yeah. That, yeah, and he was, his stature was kind of like dynamite. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smallish, but like built, you know. 
Exactly. Um, but yeah, Jerry, he was, um, I said Jericho. Uh, Benoit was a good wrestler, too. Um, um, a lot of the female, like we said before, a lot of the female, the female participants in the WWF at the time, the wrestlers and managers, yeah. they were given more shine and made more sexualized. You had like Lita, Sable, Sonny, yeah. Trish Stratus. It moved away from the guys. You yeah, see, it did. It was, before it was all guys and then it was Elizabeth and then yeah. maybe Sherry. But yeah, now it was all mostly, mostly women, but mostly sexualized. Women. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Tori Wilson, yeah. Tori, and then... And then, and then after... And what's, it, what's the face of... Uh, what's the name of uh, Goldust joint? Oh, uh, Terry Runnels. Marlena. Yeah, Marlena. She yeah. was another one. Terry. Yeah, yeah. I, I met her. She is so... She's so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool, cool as shit. Mm-hmm. She, she seemed like a really small woman. She, she, oh, she's small. She is yeah, small. Yeah, she seemed like she was small. I, I could pick her up. <laughs> True, that's good, dog. <laughs> I mean, I could pick her up like this. Yeah, right I know, now. I know, I know. It's cool. I, I know what you meant, dog. Yeah. I did. <laughs> where's, your, where's Dusty Rhodes at? Or Dustin Rhodes? Or Dustin Rhodes. They're divorced. They're divorced now. Yeah. Okay. Although Do they I, have kids? Yeah, they got a kid. They okay. have a daughter. Okay. Um, some of the uh, the pros and cons of this era was it was definitely more profitable, and it got more attention, especially from teenage boys. Okay. But yeah. one of the problems is it it started to run its course. It did. Yeah, by the by the year two thousand, I started slowly getting out of it. Same year. And when they bought out the competition, WCW and ECW, and brought them yeah, on the yeah, roster, yeah. I'd already checked out by then. Yeah, they 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 the competition. Yeah, I I I honestly I stopped watching wrestling before we graduated. Like yeah. I was like, what was that? Oh one. Oh one. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped. I, I wasn't watching it at that time. And by the time we by the time we got to college as freshmen during that September, I I had dropped out completely. I just yeah. started, I started watching real sports like football. Yeah. I mean, I was I I I was watching those sports simultaneously with wrestling. But, he was, yeah, but I but, need, I needed something new. Yeah, you know, I feel you, yeah, but yeah. So like now, like I said, there are kids that I tutor that I le- love wrestling now, and it's just garbage to me now. It's just garbage. I wouldn't know where to begin now. Yeah. It's like and like the, all the wrestlers that I knew from our era, they're either retired or or what's it called? They're still holding on their glory days. Triple H is the only one I still know who's still an active participant. I heard this. What's his face still wrestles too? Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio Jr. still wrestles. Yeah, he's there. He's there. The Luchadors. They right. got energy. Yeah, he was a good wrestler. Um, I'm guessing he still is. Which reminds me of one of my favorite moments from the Attitude Era. Um, what's it called? Uh, it was '99, right? Mm-hmm. And um, The Rock and Chris Jericho they were feuding, and The Rock he comes out and says, "Chris Jericho, you think you impressed The Rock because you were down south beating up some poor jabroni named Hooventude?" <laughs> Hooventude Guerrero. I forgot about him. Hooventude, Hooventude the yeah, warrior. I remember from WCW. him. I remember him like shit. The yes. shots that would take at WCW yes, were funny. Yes, yes, yeah. I remember Hooventude. Hooventude <laughs> was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, WCW had a stable, a stable of good luchadors and, and like Latino wrestlers. Um, remember Hooventude? Uh, what was the dude that had psychosis? Psychosis, yeah, with the black and white. Yeah, I heard he was gay. One of them was. Was it the only him? the only wrestler I heard was gay back then was Chris Canyon. May he rest in peace. Was it Canyon rather? Yeah, he was, was he, part was of Raven's he, Flock. Did he wear a mask? No, he was part of Raven's Flock. I think Psychosis was too. I have to double check, but um, I'm, I'm don't quote me because I don't want to misquote. Nah, but I, I feel know. like one of them was one of the um, one of the luchador wrestlers yeah, may have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they had a they had quite a, had quite a handful of them in WWE. They had a lot of them more than yeah, the WWF had. Definitely, definitely. They we, were very good athletic. 
which is, you know, the, the culture of, you know, luchador wrestling. It is, yes. Yeah, yeah that whole off-the-top rope aerial. Right, harakaranas. Harakaranas, yeah. Yeah, that stuff. They were, they were really nice with those. Um, but, yeah, f- who were, like, obviously outside of the, the norm, Stone Cold and, and The Rock, who were some of your favorite wrestlers during the uh, Attitude Era? My favorite wrestlers during the Attitude Era. Yeah. Hmm. The Dudley Boys became my favorite tag team eventually. Oh, they were good. They were they yeah. had, when they, they had good yeah, rapport. They were, yeah, they were brought over before the ECW buyout or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's it called? The, the Dudley Death Drop. I just loved. I love when they would do that to people. But then they started going over the top of the tables. They were doing everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I remember. Like the, the tables. Who Do we need to see that? Right. I right. mean the whole the whole thing with the tag team the tag team the triple tag team matches like yeah. the, the Edge and Christians the yeah. Hardys and the Dudleys the TLC matches yeah those were overblown now mind you uh-huh. one of the best matches from the Attitude Era was the the first ever tag team ladder match in '99 between Edge and Christian and the Hardys which the Hardys won oh, that man. stole the show at No Mercy '99 that was the best match. Gotcha. I remember it. I don't think I watched it, but I remember hearing about it. Yeah, it was for like the, the $10,000. Terry Runnels set it up. It was called the TIT, the Terry Invitational Tournament. Oh, uh, funny. Mm-hmm. Funny play on words or acronyms, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember, yeah, you, you had access to all the pay-per-views back then. I forgot about that. Yeah, I had a bl- yeah uh, we had a black box growing up, so what's I it called? That. I was a... Uh... Si, you, you were making money, too. You were recording that shit and selling it in school mm-hmm. sometimes. I yeah, I was. I was. I was... I remember that. I remember that. VHS is like, yeah, what's it called? I'll take, I'll get the VHS. You pay me upon delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, I liked, obviously, I liked uh, Degeneration X. <laughs> Mankind Dude Love cracked me up, too. He was funny. Yeah, he was funny. And then <laughs> Steven Regal was funny as hell, too. Do not be smashed. <laughs> Steven Regal. And then, obviously, out of DX, Badass Billy Gunn was one of the funniest dudes for me. I'm an ass, man. This music, this, this music. music had me dying. Like some kind of like down south uh, classic rock. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, him. Who else? Who else? Obviously, Taker was, oh, Taker was before that, so I don't really count him as one of the attitude emerging yeah. fan, um, you know, wrestlers that I liked. Although he had one, he had that hell, he had two Hell in a Cell matches during that era that were legendary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Take, I mean, Mankind and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, that's about it. Let me think of anything else um, regarding that era. Yeah, for me, it was just the entertainment more so than the actual wrestling. Yeah, the actual wrestling took a back seat. It yeah, was, it was more like a Jerry Springer show at that point. Yeah, exactly. Which is why you said like when it, it took its toll after a while, you got you got tired, you got tired of it. Of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and now, like like I said, when I when my one of the students tried to put me on, like yeah, watch it. The quality is just terrible, man. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. I wouldn't know where to begin. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. And I tried to watch one of those raw flashbacks events that they have, the nostalgia events that they have, yeah. but it's like, it's not the same. Right, right, which right, is, right, right, right. Which is why, like, we got our own little, we got our own little Instagram uh, group or whatever, email group or whatever, where we yeah. just share old school old wrestling. Old school stuff, yeah, yeah, From yeah, yeah. The, the Hulk Hogan era to the Attitude era. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um, and they're, they're good footage, just kind of remembering some of them. Some oh, of yeah. them, some of them, I'm like, I never saw this. 
and remembering one I saw today was when Dustin Rhodes got jumped on the brother the brother love show by the million dollar man. And oh Virgil. yeah, Virgil, I remember that. And yeah. that was the start of the million dollar man humiliating Virgil. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then turn turn sides, and he ended up winning mm-hmm. the million dollar belt. Right. Man. But Teddy Teddy DiBiase won it back <laughs> later. Yeah. The million dollar man. Yeah. Good shit, man. Oh, good yeah. times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Next, we're going to talk about the Stars TV series, BMF, which stands for Black Mafia Family. What uh, up, though? What up, though? It takes place in Detroit in the 80s. Yeah. The first season aired in late September 2021 on the Stars Network. Yeah. And like its uh, sister series, uh, Power, rapper 50 Cent, he executive produced um, this series as well. Mm-hmm. And between both shows... 50 Cent has given shine or increased the shine on several black actors and actresses. 100%. Both, I love it. Both new, obscure, and known, like um, Demetrius Flannery Jr., yeah, Lil, Lil Meech. Meech. And, this is, and this is his acting debut on BMF. He's playing a fictionalized version of his father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, da Vinci, who plays his brother, Southwest T., Terry yeah. Flannery, yeah. Cash Doll, Eric Kofi Abrifa, who plays Lamar. He's the best character on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shout best out, actor. Shout out to Ghana. He's from Ghana, but mm-hmm. the crazy part is like similar to um, to uh, Snowfall. How um, uh, Damson Idris is from England. His natural accent is a British accent, and you wouldn't even know yeah. just by watching the show because he does such a good American accent. You think he's you think he's American local, yeah, but he's actually from England. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lives. He's Born and raised in England, I think. I don't know yeah. if he's born and raised, but he was raised in England, so he has an accent. But he's from Ghana. He's, his, his name is definitely from Ghana. Yeah, his parents are Ghanaian. He was raised. He was raised in England. Yeah. 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 But yeah, he's definitely like you said. He's the best character in, in the first season. The most well acted, most yeah. well acted character. Yeah. 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 Funny like, as hell too in some parts. They got uh, brothers uh, Wood and Steve Harris up on here. Um, Russell Hornsby, Ajiona Alexis, she plays Cato. She's oh so yeah, I know, her. I know her. I know her. I know her. She's been out of. She got the pretty eyes. She reminds me of um. She's she's sexy. I like her. You know what she reminds me of? Who they don't look alike, but she reminds me of uh, the girl in um, Power. That's with Mary J. Blige. They have oh, like Diana. Diana. They have them eyes that's just they capture you. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, yeah. That's what she reminds me of. But yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah, she's also really good in the in the show. I do like her a lot. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a good actor. actor. Yeah, she's good, good actress. Actress. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, BMF, yeah, 50 Cent, he also raps the show's theme, Wish Me Luck. Yeah. And the beat of that, the beat, the production of that, it yeah. sounds like, uh, it's, it sounds like Apollo Brown producing. And he's a producer, a well-known producer from Detroit. He's known for using samples like that. Okay. And like having a boom-bap feel to it. So that's, that's why I thought he was the one that, that produced it, which makes sense because yeah. the, the Detroit connection and whatnot. But alas, it was not him. Yeah, okay. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm definitely, before we even go into the show, I'm definitely definitely proud of 50 for doing that and opening the doors for some of these young actors. He actually, he actually paid for acting class for uh, uh, Lil Meech. Yeah, he did. Um, before, because he saw the potential. And hey. he did a really good job in, in BMF. Did such a good job that he actually opened doors for him in Euphoria, oh, second yeah. season. So I haven't started watching that yet. I know it just started last week, so I'm going to get on that. But I'm looking forward to see how he does on that. Too, but shout out to 50 for opening doors. That's what it's all about. Just you know, once you yeah. make it, try and help other people get there with you. So yeah, shout out to 50 for that. Although although 50 was pissed off at what's it called because the the, the second to last episode of BMF, yeah. it was supposed to skip a week, but somebody at Stars leaked it so that people could oh, see it. Oh, I didn't know that. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he he let it all out in a tweet. He said somebody at that, at that station needs to be fired. Or I ought to just buy my buy my show and move it elsewhere. Damn, I see, I see, I see. It was a great great for inaugural season. Um, yeah, it was a great inaugural season, man. Yeah. Um, but what's but what is it about though? Yeah, yeah. BMF is is a mostly fictionalized account of the rise of the crime family of the same name that came to be known as Black Mafia Family from their yeah. beginnings as, as the Fifty Boys to their rise as BMF. Yeah. In the late 80s, in the late 80s in impoverished areas of Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Um, it was started by two brothers, the Flannery brothers, uh, Demetrius, Meech, and Terry, Southwest T. Yeah. Long story short, Terry, he got out of the crime, he got out of the crime business while Meech continued, expanding BMF across the nation, yeah. laundering money through legit businesses until Meech's arrest in 2005. Yeah. And like we said, his real-life son, Demetrius Flannery Jr., rapper Lil Meech, portrays him on BMF yeah. in his first happy job. Yeah, look, they look alike. Yeah, they, somewhere, they somewhere. do look alike. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, Terry's still out. He's out, of, he's out of prison. I think he was released last year or the year before. Yeah, he was, he was released. Yeah, White Boy Rick, what's it called? He had a video talking about free Southwest T and talking about how Terry got out of the game. Yeah, I follow somebody that actually knows him personally, which is funny. Yeah? So, yeah, they... they hang out sometimes and I don't know where he lives actually but I've seen videos and like you know stories with, with Terry in there so I'm like oh cool he's out he's free he's dope and the, in the real life BMF they were known for their extravagant lifestyle and their influence on hip hop culture Yo, too just let just let Jeezy because Jeezy was real tight with Meech mm -hmm. so Jeezy man some of the stories Jeezy has told on like his interviews is wild like, oh, yeah. the way he just like just drops money mm-hmm just very, like you said, lavish, luxury lifestyle. Like he, I think, I think he threw a party. I think he, did he say he threw a party on a plane oh, wow. with like a couple of thousand people on there. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Um, but like, yeah, Jeezy has a couple of stories. I think even Jeezy has shared some of the stories with Lil Meech. Mm -hmm. I think they're cool. They're yeah, cool, so, yeah. Lil Meech is cool with a lot of rappers, and plus him being Big Meech's son, he he has. He's street royalty. He's got it in his yeah, blood. Yeah. It's funny because, like, I listen to a lot of Jeezy, especially his early stuff. Yeah. Um, and in the Recession album, he makes a lot of references to some of these BMF people. So, like, watching the show, mm -hmm. putting a face, well, fictional face. Fictional face. To some of the lyrics. It was kind of interesting for me. Even with, like, the term what up, though. Yeah. I knew Jeezy, that. Jeezy uses that in some of his music. I knew, I knew that from 8 Mile, though. They say it there frequently. Oh, frequently, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, but yeah, let's get into Let's get into this, show. yeah, the yeah. actual show, yeah, um, what's it called, the series, the characters that I like, I, lo I love, I love Meech, Meech, he, the way he's just smooth with everybody Yeah, yeah, real he, slick Real slick, like he, he's a high school dropout, but he knows how to work people Yeah And even when, in the, in the, in the, um, the season one episode, um, what's it called the season one finale, when they're in the police station, and he starts flirting with the female cop Yeah It's like, just, this dude right here, he does not stop. He's he's nice with it. Mm -hmm. He's nice with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like him. I actually like Terry too. Terry's more like the cerebral side of it. Like, yeah, he's more level-headed. Yeah, level-headed. Like, because he still goes to school for one thing. Exactly. So he he he's in it, but he also tries to keep an image of you know because he was a good student as well. Yeah. He tries to keep that image, you know, like mm -hmm. level-headed and you know keep that image of himself intact. Exactly. Yeah, especially for his teachers that are hitting yeah, school exactly. with. Exactly. Because um, he, ultimately he does want to go to college. We don't know if he actually does that. I kind of doubt that. Yeah. We'll see him in season two. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but I like him, of course. I like, uh, what's his face? Uh, what's his name? Lamar. Lamar. 
<laughs> Lamar. Lamar, a wild dude, man. The walking black Air Force One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, and he's, he has beef with... His beef with Meech. Because Meech, Meech, when he's in jail, Meech kind of takes over the streets. He's also, Meech is also sleeping with his, the, the mother of his child. That's not even the mother of his child, though. That, She's not? She actually yeah. wasn't, huh? Zoe, she, they say during the show multiple times, like, you ain't Zoe's father. I just let her call you that. Oh, I thought she was just saying that to... I, she, she actually meant it. Yeah. I, I thought she was just saying that to, you know... To, uh... To keep Lamar at a distance? Yeah, to keep my, but nah. No, nah, well, that makes sense now, because she does say that a, a few times. Yeah, like, you ain't Zoe's father, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. she does. Uh, but she was right to keep him at a distance, though. That man is crazy. Yeah, she does a good job, considering she's, she's also a first time, and she's a rapper. Cashed all, yeah. She's a rapper, so um, she does a good job in the show. It's funny, um, people always knock rappers every time they do a good turn in an acting job. Like, yeah, because it's... I don't because they're not trained. Yeah, they're they not didn't trained. Go to school yeah, for it. So, but yeah. some people are just naturally good. Good at it. Yeah. they've got a good talent. So. Ice Cube, Will Smith. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Pac even was decent. Pac was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I wouldn't say nobody from state property can act. Nah, nah. They're, 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 the news are more like comedians. <laughs> or Dipset. Dipset, Beanie Siegel, all of them. It's like uh, I can't take y'all seriously. Them Dipset movies are some of the funniest. Oh my god, Killer Season. Killer season, uh, uh, paid in full. <laughs> hey, it was popping, Kermit. I think it was a C. I think it was a killer season where like Cabron shoots some girl's dad and spits in her face. No, that's right. I watched that joint like mm-hmm. five times. That scene alone, yeah, can't stop laughing. I believe like, that. It's just, just terrible. It's terrible. It's terribly funny. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, not to go off topic. Um, yeah. What are um, some of the things that really, you know, intrigued you about the first season? Well, one of the things that intrigued me about the first season was the culture of Detroit. Okay. Yeah, especially, especially in the late '80s, the culture. Yeah. It's like one thing was the food. They got like Coney Island restaurants everywhere in Detroit. Yeah. And they get something in there called a loose burger, right? Yeah. Like, right, like right. when we first see Lamar, he goes into a Coney Island joint and says, I want a loose burger with chili cheese fries with extra cheese. I'm yeah. like, you're going to shit all that right out. <laughs> like, seriously, sounds like, and, and sounds like I, a food truck mixed with Taco Bell. Right. And when, yeah. I, and when I saw what a loose burger is, it's like, it's like just a bunch, it's like a sloppy Joe, but without oh. any of the sauce. Just loose meat. Oh, I hate sloppy Joes. I really do. I grew, to, I grew to hate them when they, when they when my stomach started disagreeing with them. You know, I'm I'm not from here originally, so mm-hmm. like when we when I first moved here and like they, the days that they served it for lunch in, in in middle school. Yeah. It's like, what is this? Why do people like it so much? It's <laughs> nasty, dog. Hey, at least it wasn't mystery meat. I I didn't know what the fuck that was at dog. all. Yeah, man, you can miss me with that sloppy Joe rap. Yeah, I'm done. I, I liked it. I liked yeah. it until my stomach disagreed with it. Same thing with mayonnaise. I can't stand oh, mayonnaise now. Oh, I hate now. mayonnaise too. I, I never really liked mayonnaise, honestly. Remember in high school, I used to put it on the fucking, what's it called, tater tots and shit? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but post-college, I, I grew to hate that. it. I remember that. Well, was it also you? or was it? I know I used to do that. Just put a lot of like the peppers in the sauce. Uh-uh. No, that, that was me. That may have been you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was me. So I, I like it. my food a little bit, of, a little spicy. So, but mm. yeah, um, let me think what, what actually stood out for me? Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't think it stood out. I think it was interesting that everyone was very religious. It's almost like, it's almost like 
the Colombians in the cartel. Like, everybody is super religious, but when it boils down to it, they're down to do some crooked shit. Yeah. Down oh. to the priest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, Pastor, Pastor Swift. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. think, I kept thinking he's gonna, he was going to smash uh, the, the Flannery mother. Mom, yeah, because yeah. the way he was, yeah, he was very much... But kind of flirtatious, kind of flirtatious with her, and she was open with it. Yeah. But like, and, and and when he when he first appears, and they do that prayer circle where they're holding hands, and the camera focuses on his hand, yeah, holding yeah, hers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the husband watching. Yeah, it's like something about to happen. Let's see what. I, let, honestly, you might not be far, far, far fetched. We might see something in season two. We might, we we might. I mean, a lot of the times, uh, like like hints like those are not red herrings. Right. Exactly. Like I remember in True Detective season one, when what's it called? When Matthew McConaughey's at the dinner table with uh, Woody Harrelson and his wife. Uh-huh. He's like, she asks, she asks um, Matthew McConaughey, "Give a wife? Give kids? Uh, no, I'm divorced. Uh, I had a daughter." But she died. But then the wife looks up and like, I'm so sorry. But really, it's like, oh, I'm definitely yeah, fucking yeah, later. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm definitely, we're definitely going to have sex later. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. And they do. Yeah, I believe it. But yeah, it sounds like real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, um, what else? Uh, any scenes? Yeah, my favorite scene. Let me tell you my favorite scene, yo. It's a tracking shot. It was like a two-minute long tracking shot where mm-hmm. they didn't ship the camera, did it all in one take. It mm-hmm. was in episode five, right? Uh-huh. Or what's it called? Um, Terry, he pulls his car into a garage, and the camera moves over to the 12th Street boys. Slick, right? They're trying to get the drop on the 50 boys, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slick is limping. He got people behind him. The camera closes up on those three, and then they turn they, 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 they turn their heads to, to like, like laugh for a second, and they told, go back forward. Gunshot. Yeah. You see, you see, Saki, B. Mickey. What up now, nigga? Fifty boys. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and Terry, he pulls the car around. He I gets out, that. does a complete three sixty to open the trunk, and then gets back in the driver's side. And they put Slick in the trunk. All the while, Eric B. and Rakim's "I Ain't No Joke" is playing in the background. That's right. That scene I, was. I, I, I do. That was ill. That scene was tough. That was ill. Yeah. And they got the drop on them dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do remember that. And just Terry's like, just Terry, the way he just does it, gets out of the car, opens the trunk, then goes back around to get back in the driver's side. It's like, I ain't got time for this shit. Right, right, right. That was a good shit. That was, yeah. that, that was a good scene. Mm-hmm. That was a good scene. Um, for me, <sighs> let me think. Uh, outside of the... <laughs> When Lamar kills his dude, that's, that was a funny scene. Yeah, yeah, slick. Yeah, this is Chris. This is like it was. It was also very just kind of ruthless. Yeah, it was. In yes, the sense that like he's over there singing. Stop the rain. <laughs> this man, this is a crazy motherfucker. Motherfucker, crazy. Dude. Look what you doing, packing? Get the hell out of there. Get out of there, dog. You can tell he's not there. Yeah. Next thing you know, shanks, shanks, shanks. Uh-huh. This is ruthless. And he, and he keeps singing. Yeah. <laughs> And he basically, and the band that sang that song, Loose Ends, loose ends yeah, yeah, he was basically calling him a loose end. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, but yeah, that scene, and then there was another, I'm just trying to remember. Um, the police station? It could, which one? Which one when they all got let out? I, oh, no, was this after? This was in the, in the finale. Oh, when when they were after they ran them through the interrogation. Yeah, they didn't get nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for his sister too because she's kind of oh her, her friend best friend's dead and because of Lamar yeah. She, but she lies for the family so. Mm-hmm. But then I wonder if it's gonna blow back on them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably not because 
Meech still blows up and he ends up moving to Atlanta. Right, yeah. So, I mean, we'll find out as the, as the, as the show continues. And the predictions, um, Lamar, people say he got killed because Meech is like, I ain't going to shoot, just want to watch you die. But because of the reception for that character, I yeah. doubt we'll see the end of him. Whether... Uh... Whether I, he may be dead, but we might just see a spinoff of his character, right? Too. Like how he became Lamar because he, he's just coming out of jail, so something he, happened he, in his prior. He's coming out of a mental hospital. Was it a mental hospital, right? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I thought it was even jail. Yeah, because okay. they mentioned during the show that when Reagan, when he started closing down mental health facilities, yeah, Lamar had no place to go. Oh, and the only reason he was in there was because his lawyers argued insanity defense instead, instead, of, instead of instead of having him go to the big house. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, I could see them, you know. Crafting a little story for him, because yeah, yeah, people will watch it because he was his, his character was pretty dope. So and his father, his father, the father Charles Flannery, I'm like you, goddamn hypocrite. Yeah, like you up here talking about how Terry makes his money and you mad that he paid your bills, but here you are trying to steal money from your youngest boy's settlement. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like they're all it's so like parallel or, or synonymous to how things work. In, like, in a real world. In the real world, and yeah. even like, like even with the shows, like, yeah, especially in the real, especially in the real world, mm-hmm. first and foremost. But even even in shows like Narcos and stuff, you see all of them like preaching heavy on like being good and God being good to you, and then like yeah. they do some straight, wild, hypocritic. That's human life. That's human nature. That's human nature. Yeah, human it nature, is. But it, it's just kind of interesting. It's messed up, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anything else you wanna? Touch about that show. Um, what's it called? Cato. I love her. Agiona Alexis. Yeah, I yeah. love her character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like her. She's she is she's fine. Yeah. I was mad to see her get killed though. Yeah. It was a sticky situation. So mm-hmm. I had a feeling she was gonna go. The cash doll. Yeah, her. She did a good acting job as yeah, well. Yeah, so. she did. She did. Especially she did. in her scenes with Eric Kofi Abrifa. Yeah, I think I thought what's the face was also cute. Um. Was, was she was she Meech's, Meech's baby mom? Laurie, yeah, the yeah, short hair and the yeah, Wayne State. Yeah, yeah. She yeah she's cute. cute. She was cute too. Um. And the, and the other thing they want to talk about the the, the whole light skin versus dark skin black people, the dynamic in the eighties. Because in the eighties, light skin was in. Was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's a pejorative. Yeah, it's yeah. True. yeah. It's true. Don't nobody love me. It is what it is. You good dog. You good dog. It's not even about that no more. But I mean, it still exists. But it still exists to a point. But it's not. It's not even about that. Like. Back then, it was about that almost. Yeah, you, I, I don't think it's. Yeah, every scene you see Lamar, find me where them light skinned niggas live. Yeah. <laughs> and Meech is like, get your crunchy, crunchy black ass on my right, face. Right, 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 right. It's get true. Crunchy black. Crunchy black, man. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. It was a really good show, and I'm just trying to. I, I don't know why none of the scenes are just kind of popping in my head. Like, wow, like. Because there's so many good, even like how like when Meech is telling us the story of how they got into the game when Dude trained. Oh uh, yeah, Wood Harris. Yeah, Pat. yeah, exactly. Pat kind of trained them and mm-hmm. kind of schooled them to, and then to the point where when they were starting to actually get their own shine, Pat was trying to like was kind of hating dog. Yeah, he was. He was trying to shut it down like you're still under me, mm-hmm. and that, that happens a lot in real life. It does, yeah. And it's Meech is re- it's and, unfortunate. And Meech is trying to be reasonable about it, but Pat, he's getting high on his own supply. He's right, got a he's temper. losing it. Yeah, yeah, he's losing it. And Meech is like, nah, man, you ain't going to stop this shot. Right, exactly. He don't. He was uncomfortable being around that stuff because Meech doesn't even get high on his own supply. Right. The most he does is weed. It's weed, exactly. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. 
I want to be interested to see where that dynamic goes in the second season. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling deep down he's. I think deep down Pat's about to be whacked. If he if he's in the second season, yeah. Yeah, I think I think they they're gonna get him out the way because he's mm-hmm. hindering their progress. He is, yeah. I mean, Meech is still under his thumb, so uh, uh-uh, I don't want to yeah. pay this dude no more. And also their new connect, she is cute. Oh yeah, uh, Big L. But she only wanted to work with um, with Terry. With Terry. Yeah. She thought Meech was too loud. And she and he and, and she, she was right. She the right. way he's too flashy. And not only that though, the way he was in their in their warehouse acting like a kid in a candy store touching everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Terry's like, Don't touch everything, man, exactly. I'm me. I can't help it. Right, right. So But they t- but they put the guns in his face and told him to get the fuck out of here right. then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Yeah, that that I wonder how that affects their brotherly dynamic as the season season two goes. Now that Terry Terry said he wants out. And Big L won't deal with nobody but Terry, yeah, so it's like, so how's that going to work? Let's see how that works, for real. And I, mean, um, I mean, he can manage to get 10 keys out of her, so if they can actually do something with that within a short amount of time, mm-hmm. it may change Big L's mind. Right, right, right. So, we'll see. Yeah, and the cops, they're still going to be hot on their tail. The, dra- yeah, the Drano yeah. operation. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and it will, the, the the black guy that was that was once under, he's now trying to cover his ass because... Oh, yeah, because of what's it called? Investigation, the, they're, they're, they're on him now, too. They're, yeah, they're not sure what side of the fence he's on. That's yeah, exactly what they said. Exactly, so he's trying to cover his ass. Mm-hmm. But um, who did they They kill his, his partner. partner. Yeah, That's Kato, right. killed, Kato his partner. killed his partner. Yeah, Hit him, yeah. Whacked him over the head yeah, yeah, to yeah, save yeah. Meech. Yeah, I remember that. So that's going to be interesting how that investigation actually gets solved. And he got B. Mickey in the interrogation room now, too. So right. B. Mickey may... Snitch, maybe. He maybe, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole theme of that one episode, the season finale, was loyalty. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they kept talking about it and kept using that word with such regularity. Yeah. And I have a feeling he might... He might. He, he might, might turn. yeah. He might turn. Because now, I mean, to prove his loyalty, he killed his girl. Yeah. So, but he was sad about that. Yeah, at the same time, he's going to have to weigh his options like, shit, I mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to go to the can for X, Y, Z years. Right, exactly. Cover my ass, so mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see how that goes. We'll yeah. see for season two. I can't wait. Yeah, I definitely, if you haven't watched that show, definitely, definitely recommend it. It's a good show. Wish you would wish me luck. Right, if, especially if you if you like power, definitely. Yeah, you like this. You like this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just hope it doesn't go downhill like Power did. Yeah, yeah. Like by the last season, the Power was washed. It was washed. Yeah, it's like you can tell they were on their last leg, yeah. and I just watched to see how it was gonna end. Yeah, because we, we've been so loyal to so it. So loyal to it, yeah. Might as well watch it to the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely, definitely check that out. All right. Yeah. And finally, for our final topic tonight, we talk about the closer by Dave Chappelle, his net, his controversial Netflix special. Yeah, he tried to, they tried to cancel him for it, man. Um, he, as for his contract, that was his final Netflix special. Yeah. And like sticks and stones, he makes controversial jokes about the trans community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to? You want me to start? Or you yeah, you start. You start. Um, I think, I think in that in that he did it as always so craftfully. He has an underlying message throughout that whole throughout the whole segment and yeah. I think it was completely missed because literally after that that show they tried to cancel him mm-hmm. they really tried to cancel him and it was like did you even bother listening and it was, even addresses it the irony of that that yeah. they try to cancel him he actually addresses it in the segment that are you actually listening to what I'm saying like you guys are just so 
caught up by the jokes that you're not actually listening to the actual underlying message behind everything I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah, yeah and it's like, and after the show aired, it's like the controversy around it is like, are we defending him or his right to freedom of speech? Right. Yeah, I mean, personally, I found the show, I found the whole show to be funny. I mean, I get where he's coming from. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, and and he raises he raises a lot of good questions in a very, in a very laid back humorous manner that can yes. go over a viewer's head. Yes. Yeah, like for example, the whole he he's been doing this in sticks and stones, asking the question, why is the trans community off limits to com- for comedic fodder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can make fun of lesbians, you can make fun of gays, bi's, but trans transsexuals or transgender, mm-hmm. why are, why are they off limits? Right. Yeah. And furthermore, someone like Caitlyn Jenner, right, at the roast of, uh, whose roast was it? Rob Lowe, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner had a bunch of jokes, uh, self-deprecating jokes about herself and the trans community that, that just landed and were funny. And my takeaway from that was, if Caitlyn Jenner can take it, so can the rest of y'all. Yeah. I think, I think he also, <laughs> funny enough, in, that, in, that, in the closer, he also draws that attention because he has a friend that that's transgender. Yeah. That he cracks jokes around, and she actually opens his show, and I think when he was in Texas, and the, when God. yeah, I think her name was Daphne or something like that. Mm-hmm. When um, the transgender community tried to drag him for misquoting and misreading or understanding what he was trying to say, she came to his defense, and she, as someone that knows him, she knew that he wasn't against. He wasn't transphobic, none of that. Like he was just doing his job as a comedian. One and yeah. two, a lot of his jokes are underlie the fact that hey, we're all marginalized here, and the the bottom line is we're all you know here trying trying to fight for equality. And his thing is like, why aren't black issues taking the same way as as trans or Me Too or and even in the closer, he talks about how, like, even within the the transgender, gay, lesbian, da 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 da, um, everyone is marginalized until they want to be white again, and then all of a sudden they can call the cops on another marginalized person. When the whole point is, we're here trying to, you yeah. know, trying to fight for equality. But to to finish off what I was saying about Daphne is, mm-hmm. when she came to his defense, she was dragged dragged in social media so bad that six days after that she committed suicide yeah yeah it was sad very Very sad sad. very sad and like so it goes back to what Sai was saying um why are the transgender off limits is just it's it's just weird even the gay lesbian community they're also off limits to some extent to some extent yeah and and but not to the extent the trans community yeah it's kind of like if if you say anything about a trans person nowadays it's like people automatically assume you're transphobic like if you even if you mistakenly use the wrong pronouns right it's like and and furthermore the the only people that catch fire about that are I feel are SJWs, social right. justice warriors. Right. Not not so much actual trans people. And like, and Chappelle gave an example. Like, you guys are always, you can always, you know, you know, complain about you know being attacked and everything. But like, the fact that Caitlyn Jenner can change her gender within a year and win Woman of the Year can also be considered an insult to actual born actual women, women. Yeah. that have actually been women for years and been marginalized and have come out to you know 
try to fight for women's rights and then they get no attention and he all of a sudden wakes up and decides he wants to be a woman changes and he gets that mm -hmm. accolade as woman of the year where there's some women that have been and I've held that stance too at one point about regarding that it's like because yeah. when I saw the reality show for Caitlyn Jenner and he's she whatever is going in the closet saying the hardest part about being a woman is figuring out what to wear I'm like how would you know you're not a woman dude like yeah, and I, and I asked him, aren't, aren't some of y'all insulted by that? But yeah, it's, after it's, a while... It's, it's very sticky and like... After a while, is, it's, it didn't bother me after a while. Yeah, the, the thing is, like, for me, I am all about equal rights. I, I, I am also all about, you know, freedom of living, doing whatever the hell you want. As right. long as you're not, you're not... It's not at the expense of somebody else. Yeah, it's like, not hurting someone else. Yeah, yeah. If, you're not, if you're not doing that green light do whatever the hell you want you could be a man you could be a woman that's fine mm -hmm. my issue with especially the transgender community is the fact the fact that they're so like quick to shoot or quick to criticize quick to cancel yeah they need to be a lot more thoughtful and empathetic in the sense that the dynamic of the transgender has only been possible within the last 20 years because of technology and medicine whereas the reason why I'm not as lenient with the transgender community as I am with the gay, lesbian, um, bisexual community is they've been around since biblical times, the beginning of the time. We've been around them for so long that we understand the dynamic. We're just being idiots or, and, and unempathetic to the extent that, you know, we're just, we're just, we're, we're just not trying to listen. Whereas with the transgender, they're fairly new. Yeah. So, like, this whole dynamic of forcing people to be calling you this, forcing people to be calling you that, or when someone refers to you as a her, when yeah. you're a man into a woman, like, for instance, like, I, I read somewhere, like, someone, a transgender man, became a woman, mm -hmm. and she had just had a child, I don't know, I think adopted, and someone congratulated her as a her, uh -huh. and she was offended. Yeah, yeah. Like, stuff like that, like, you, you have to... I, it's okay to be offended. There's nothing wrong with that. But to to quick be quick to shoot, you need to be also mindful that you guys are a fairly new phenomenon. You haven't been around longer than 20 years because technology, yeah. the technology to switch you from male to female and female to male is fairly new. And it's not going to lead to automatic acceptance, right? So either. like, it, 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 we have to understand mm. the dynamic or how it affects everybody as far as changing some of these logistics regarding like you know the gender mm -hmm. when you're filling out forms or partaking in sports where like a man that becomes a woman now goes and competes, competes in a female sport yeah but he still has the strength of a man yeah and it, it, those kind of things are things that we need to kind of you do. may have altered your outsides but genetically right. you're still we male need to think these and... things out and see how they they work over time before we jump to these conclusions so i, I if you want to be transgender whatever i'm yeah. all for it do it i'll respect you as one but at the same time, I'm still a little bit on the fence of how quick they are to cancel or, or like shoot at people. When I'm, I don't mean literally shoot, but like you know, quick to attack people. Right. When this is a phenomenon that people don't really understand yet, so you yeah, have to be empathetic. Don't. And like, Chief Chappelle, I like he 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 hit the the, the, the nail and, with the hammer on this. Like, dude. If you're here fighting for your your rights to be equal, it goes both ways. Empathy is a, is a two way street. Like, right. It, you you have to be empathetic, and whoever you're whoever is on the other side has to be empathetic to you. It doesn't work one way. 
So you, for you, ways. exactly. For you, so for you to be quick to shoot, you also have to be mindful about who's on the other side. Like, do they really understand your dynamic yet? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you, you need to, you know, a little, be a little more, uh, what's the word? Elaborate. Just sit down, be patient and elaborate. And if they are still acting disrespectful, yeah. then you shoot. Don't, right, exactly. Like, yeah, don't, like, don't shoot first and don't ask questions. This whole cancel culture is, is... The whole cancel culture is just shoot first and don't ask no questions. Yeah, and it's not constructive. No, it's not. So like, I saw nothing wrong with the closer, honestly. I thought it was actually a really good skit. Um, a lot of, the, a lot of the, the stories and the jokes that he tells is basically... It's, it's his way of joking of, wow, the transgender community has made so many strides and here we are black people that have been here for hundreds of years and we haven't made strides as quickly or as, as, as rapidly as you guys and and it's even apparent within your community right. like when things go wrong like y'all are minorities until y'all need to be exactly. white exactly and then all of a sudden <clears throat> the black people is, the black person is still black it's still black yeah the same even even gave an example with the me too movement or women's rights uh, which is the truth like there was a time where the one at one time they were, they were fighting for women's rights and the white women were like, no, don't say anything. He's mm-hmm. like, wait, I'm a woman, dog. I'm, I'm going to say anything regardless because being a woman is not exclusive to, to, to race. To color, yeah. Exactly. So um, that's basically what he is trying to, 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 to point out in this, whole, in this whole segment. Like, He's joking, but at the same time, he's also joking, but at the same time telling us, yo, like, you guys have made strides, but here we are. I've always been, my thing has been fighting for a black person. How can we all be on the same page so we can all strive together? So, yeah, he's making, and the point, the point, and that point just went over so many viewers' heads. Absolutely. Just looking for an excuse hey, to just. Thank you. Thank you. To point their fingers, say, no, you're canceled. No, you hate trans people. No, we don't want you at our high school. Yeah, like, I wasn't trying to go to your high school. Yeah, exactly. 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 And the fact that. He points out with with an actual transgender wo- woman or like, yeah, a man that became a woman. That went over people's heads. It's like I was like the fact that he even used that. Yeah. The fact that he even used that right there should have should have shut people up, but it didn't. It didn't, and she came to his defense because she actually knows right. him. Right. It's like, for instance, you writing something that is misunderstood mm-hmm. um, about That's... Africans. Let's say about Africans, right? Yeah. And and Africans come and attack you, mm-hmm. and me as your good friend. Go go on public record yeah. and be like, I know this guy. He doesn't hate Africans. He was, you guys misunderstood what he was saying. Right. And all of a sudden, Africans come and attack me, saying like, <laughs> you're not African enough. That, that's that's basically what happened to the transgender. Yeah, yeah. And it, it forced. It, I don't know if it forced, but it probably had an influence in her, in her committing suicide. So, be empathetic, y'all. At the bottom end of the day, be empathetic. We're all humans, and right. at the end of the day, we, the whole goal is to you know, uplift everybody in an equal way. And mm-hmm. even with us, like, I, you know, I'm very vocal about, you know, black rights and, you know, helping black people out. But at the same time, with, with all... About every, mindfulness. Yeah, we have to be mindful. With everything that has happened, I'm always conscious not to have, you know, sometimes you, you get consumed with anger and rage. Right. Try not to let that consume me because at the end of the day, it's about being constructive. And if I let the anger consume me, I'll be acting like the oppressor yes. in a sense and that makes that makes me no better it makes me even worse knowing the flaw and what is this whole system is and then me continuing it in my own way um so it's always important to be constructive context matters absolutely constructive mm-hmm. like we're all 
You need a lot of context to seriously examine anything. And a lot of people that detracted to the closer, they didn't have any context at all. At all. At all. And I'm glad they were unsuccessful trying to cancel my man. Same. So. Same. It means he can keep on doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, I thought it was a good, good, good segment. Um, I thought I, 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 I was a little emotional. It hurt. It hurt that um, his friend actually committed suicide because of whatever reason was. Because of people didn't understand. Yeah. So um, that that definitely hit hard. People people are scared. Uh, people are fearful and and frightened of anything they don't get. Yep, that's human nature. Yeah, that's it's human, human nature. nature. Um, and like, it is important to whenever we see people that that resort to that. Yeah, even Afri- even us African Americans who've been marginalized mm-hmm. and spat on and just treated like second class citizens, even yeah. we're susceptible to the whole fearing what we and hating. What oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, we are. Yeah, like I said, yeah. we're only human. Yeah, we're only human. Um, but it, it's important to 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 be aware, aware of yourself, aware mm-hmm. of your surroundings, and aware of where you came from. That way, when you, you 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 that way, when you're conscious about stuff like that, you notice, oh shit, I am here. I am, you know, reacting the same way people have we with me. Yeah. How do I? Let me get let me get a grip yeah. and actually try and be open minded to see what's going on from this other side, this other right. perspective. That's happened with me too. I yeah. know. So like, it's not easy, but it it's important to to be mindful to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, anything you anything else you, you thought was pretty cool about that? I mean, a lot of this, a lot of some of the. F- the, the joke, some of the jokes were funny. What's it called? When he talks about old school gays, and Stonewall yeah, niggas. Stonewall niggas. <laughs> you ever see the, the faces of the gay niggas in, 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 the, in the 80s? Always looking surprised? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> they all look like, I was like, man, this man's a fool. And he was like, wait, you don't, he's like, wait, you've never been marginalized. You know, you don't know how it feels to be, I forget what they use, but he was like, wait, wait, were you, were you guys, were you guys kidnapped from Transylvania? Transylvania, and, yeah. And brought, brought over here to become slaves? He said Transylvania. Indirectly saying, look, uh, I, I know how it feels to be marginalized too, so yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't act like you're the only people that have, you know. Yeah, my ancestors were brought here from Africa, yeah. Right, and forced without mm-hmm. our will, um, so, but. Yeah. Another funny part to me was what's it called when he was talking about the whole um I think he was talking about rape culture, right? Yeah. And what's it called? How many women are prone to say, You want like you wanna come after us, you want my body, you want my you want us and Chevelle's like, No bitch, not you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that reminded me that, oh, that reminded me of an old married with children joke. Uh, or what's it called, where there was a peeping tom going around the Bundy's neighborhood, right? And what's okay. it called? They go tell they go tell Al and Peggy. Okay. This woman goes and tells Al and Peggy about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he looked at Marcy. He looked at such and such. He looked at me. And Peggy's like, he peeped you? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's funny. But yeah, I, it was a great, great show. Um, I'm looking forward to see what he does next Same. this year. Same. He's one of the smartest comedians out Very there. Very smart, so. because there's always something underlining in all his jokes. Exactly. They're always related to a theme. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it goes over a lot of people's heads, and people like are quick to jump to conclusions without right. really understanding what's going on. And um, Yeah, I'm here to defend him on that. Um, I don't think he's transphobic at all. I'm not transphobic. Nor am I. I'm not even homophobic. I'm, mm. I love them all. I, I, I think they deserve to be treated like every other human being. 
what I don't like is, especially with the transgender community, is like just, just the force. Yeah, the force. Like we're all new to this. Even you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, technology has only made this possible even less than twenty years. It's probably in the last fifteen, honestly, mm-hmm. um, where you can actually, you know, successfully transform your gender. Um, so society has has to. It's easy to live with you, but like changing society, societal like standards regarding like, you know. Right. It's become a, it's become as much of a hot topic as like politics and religion is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, like, I I don't feel like I'm still on the fence. Like, for instance, like you said, in competitive sports or things of that nature, where mm-hmm. like transgender woman, as from a man going to a female, you know, man. and wanting to participate in female yeah, sports. Yeah. Right. Is it? Where's that? Is that is that even equitable? Right, because even still today, like for instance, if you look at the hundred meters, yeah, the hundred meters today, the fastest man in the world and the fastest woman in the world, there's a big difference in the time. Right. So for instance, so if a if a man then now becomes a woman, goes and runs, let's just say he's a he's a track track runner and goes and runs, it's a disadvantage to the woman and it's not fair. Right. Things like that yeah. have to really be thought about before we just say, oh, let's just, allow let's just it. let it allow it. Yeah. backfires, we backpedal, like, well, we shouldn't. No. You shouldn't have let that person in. That person's not really a man. It's okay not to really think a woman. Yeah. Too. yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, that, that's my only thing. That's my only just thing. Just don't automatically jump the gun. You, you just need, yeah. you need a lot of context with this. Yeah, and it still exactly. Needs it. And it's going exactly. to take a while. I mean, you, you, you can jump the gun when someone is just being a dick. Yeah. That's, that's different. But if people are actually honestly trying to understand and, you know, or they're mistaken, yeah. Mistake, yeah. yeah honest mistakes. It's okay. It's People okay. We're yeah. human. Nobody's perfect. So, yeah, man. But love to everybody, man. No doubt. Straight. Straight love up. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's uh. That's, that's what we got. We're closing tonight, right? So, yeah. That's what we got for episode two tonight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do an episode three in the next two weeks, Absolutely. and we're gonna do Scarface. We're gonna talk about that. We're going to talk about Ozark. Now the final and fourth season is coming on Netflix. That's one of our favorite shows. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're going to talk talk about one of professional wrestling's most unsung heroes, the Dynamite Kid, Tommy Billington. Shout out to Dynamite Kid, man. That's one of my favorites. So tune in in another two weeks. We're going to give you shout outs. We're going to give you promos. We're going to be doing episode three. 301 Colored Commentators, get at us. We out here. Peace.